Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Good morning. This is Terry Wickstrom. A little snowy down here in the tech center, but the roads were just wet. So I tell you what, I'm going to be at ISE the rest of after the show today and all day tomorrow. Karen is down there already. We're going to talk a lot about the International Sportsman's Exposition today. The roads are good. Don't let that keep you from getting out and joining us down there. We love it when you come and say hi and talk to us. We've got a lot of great things going on, too. We've got seminars. We've got competitions. There's something for everybody in the outdoors, and we'll be covering that uh, during the show today, talking about some of the special things. Uh, we're going to do some special things for women and for families and kids tomorrow, And but there's things going on for everybody every day. We're also going to talk to uh, Colorado State Parks about the antler shed hunting. We want to make sure you're not moving those animals around because there can be, um, it can cause some stress on them. So we'll We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, and we're going to talk about the new reservation system for camping and parks passes. So we got a lot to cover, and during the course of the next couple hours, I will be giving away some tickets to ISE that you'll be able to go to Will Call uh, and to get there. Karen will go put them in Will Call. She's down at the show, so Kyle and I are flying without a net today, so we'll try to hold it together. But speaking of ISE, let's go right to the phones. And joining us from the International Sportsman's Exposition is Sandy Roberts. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. And I was just telling people, I don't know if you're staying down here, if you came in, but the roads, uh, there's snow along the side down here, but the roads are wet, and good, but they're good. Yeah, no, they're real good. We're right at the expo right now, and there's no snow on the road at all. That's awesome. We want to get people down there. And, of course, you're a huge, huge part of this expo. I want to talk about some of the things you're going to be doing tomorrow with some other ladies and some things we've got going on. But just you and some of your partners down there, you have a casting competition today. Is that right? Yeah, we're doing a combination casting contest where we pair a conventional angler and a fly angler together on teams. And they go through a course of obstacles as a team uh, to get the highest score and potentially win. And there's some pretty, you know, both local and national names involved in this. Um, last year, Chad Lachance and his partner won it, but they might be up against it because we got Brent Chapman from the Bass Tour in there, and he's pretty darn good. Yeah, we're real excited to um, have Brent casting and seeing him cast yesterday. You are right, Terry. He is really good. Very, very accurate. Uh, Chad's comment to me was, I'm blanked. <laughs> I can't say what he said on the radio. Chad <laughs> and his partner, Jeff, are very good casters. I don't think they have much to worry about. But Brent is going to give them, um, you know, it's going to be difficult. Brent is paired with Clay Roberts. Clay is also a very good fly caster. So the two of them uh, are you're very not, good you're not You're not prejudiced towards Clay, are you, in any way? Yeah, no, I'm not prejudiced towards Clay, but he is a phenomenal caster. So No, he really um, is. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah it's going to be fun. What time is that? That's going to go 2.30, Terry, today, uh, about 2.30, probably till 4.30. It'll go for about, we're guessing about um, two hours. We have six teams in this contest. Do me one favor. Get get um, Will Dykstra on early because he's supposed to do a seminar at three thirty. Yeah, we, we've um, actually we do draw the names, but we made sure to put Will and his partner first. Will is actually casting with um, 
a very good fly caster that's only 10 years old. I heard that. That's awesome. You know, yeah. just getting kids involved. And that's a good, great segue, too, because getting youth and, and families and more women involved in the outdoors, I've been evangelistic about that. And, of course, you know as well as anybody that I have a woman who's well ingrained into the outdoors in my life. And we're really seeing a lot of women become just more active and outdoor. What's been traditionally thought of as male activities, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And uh, that's, you know, tomorrow, of course, we'll be talking uh, with you over at the tank um, about women in fishing. And we're really excited to do that. Well, there's you and Amy Weingartner and Jean Gitsy. Is that right? That, yep, that is correct. And, and those ladies are phenomenal, um, phenomenal ladies and phenomenal fishers and just really, really nice people, too. When you're going to be at the tank, at what time are you there? I don't have the schedule. 1130. 1130. So let me tell you what we're doing, folks. On Sunday, what Sandy's talking about is that we're trying to, first of all, we're going to have a special kids event later on in the day. We're trying to do some family-oriented things at the tank as far as getting started fishing. But we're going to start off the day with uh, Sandy and these ladies talking about women and fishing and how they got started and what they've done and, and doing some presentations. And you guys aren't just out there fooling around. You've had some accomplishments. Tell us what you ladies have done. So we, all three of us this year, um, we all made the TBF, the Bass Federation National Semifinal for Colorado, Wyoming, and New Mexico. And um, Jeannie and I have, uh, Amy, this is her first year of fishing competition, but Jeannie and I have made the semifinal before, but not together. And this is the first time Colorado ever had three ladies that made it to the semifinal all at one time. Well, and this isn't just in a ladies' division either, is it? No, there is not a ladies' division. We are we are competing and fishing with everybody. Well, you know, I've told you the reason I gave up television is Karen keeps catching bigger fish than me. But so I, I see, see, that's what happens. I I don't have any preconceived prejudice that ladies can't fish well. Let's talk a little bit about getting into it. Did you get into it? Was it always something you enjoyed? Did you get into it with your husband? Uh, And you're in all aspects of the outdoors, Sandy. You're really out there doing it. Was that something lifelong or did it come later? Growing up, I always was fishing as a kid out in California when I met Clay out here in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Fly fishing is very big in Colorado, so he introduced me to fly fishing several years ago. Um, but I've always been into the outdoors, always been fishing, camping, that kind of thing. Growing up in California, of course, fishing the ocean and the piers and that kind of thing. In addition to what we do now, which is lakes for bass and fly fishing on the rivers. Now, a lot of ladies probably were in families that had, uh, had some outdoor activities when they were younger. But sometimes as they've gotten older, got married, maybe their husband wasn't into that. We have a lot of single-parent families where I know a lot of ladies would like to get more into the outdoors, or maybe they were never in, and they see that as something either to do with their children or as just something that they would really enjoy and they do. Is it difficult now for uh, a, a lady or, you know, who's past childhood to say, hey, I want to get in the outdoors, maybe fishing is where I would start? Is it difficult for them to get started? No, Terry, it's not difficult. There's lots of clubs in Colorado, specifically if we're talking about Colorado. And, of course, there's clubs throughout the whole country. But there's lots of clubs that are um, women-specific where they do women's classes. You can usually find all these things online. Um, And and then, of course, um, 
you can always, if you're wanting to do bass fishing, you can always join a bass club as a co-angler. You do not have to have a boat to do that. So there's all there's online there's a um, a ladies fishing organization on um, YouTube um, no Facebook I've seen so there are several different you know just get on your computer and just start doing a general search for ladies fishing but you don't have to necessarily join a women specific club. Well, you know another thing that's changed is the equipment. I know when Karen used to uh, Karen has trucked all over the world running our film crews for my television and there were times when getting the right clothing or waders or even sun protection clothing was really difficult for women. That has really changed. The manufacturers have really responded, haven't they? They have. We um we had on average in the United States over 17 million ladies that got fishing licenses last year. So that's a significant number. So we've made a difference in fishing. You can um now get a fishing shirt for a lady. They didn't used to be designed that way when I started doing this. We wore the men's shirts and either we tried to um, alter them by sewing them or whatever. But the pockets, of course, were bigger and they just were not made for us. No matter what you did, they just didn't look, you know, the way they should have. And now there's all kinds of clothing and things that we can buy. There's rods that are specific for ladies. Um, you know, the list goes on. I mean, we can, there's lots of things that are being made specifically for us. I think the ladies have really made an impact in fishing. Well, I think in all of outdoors, and you mentioned rods, yep. there's fly rods with uh, handles, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much an equal for equal rights and all those kind of things and equal acceptance and no glass ceilings. But, you know, to, to deny that men and women aren't physically different is ludicrous. And so why not tailor some equipment to those physical differences and make it more enjoyable and easier to, uh, to get into? I think it's wonderful what's going on. And it's just tremendous. Tell us a little bit about what you and Amy and Jeannie are going to talk about tomorrow at 1130. So tomorrow we'll talk about women in fishing and, you know, the different types of things that you can, the clothing you can wear and the organizations you can join. Um, Jeannie is the conservation director for Fountain Valley Bass. We'll talk about some conservation. Amy will do a a little bit of casting up on the top. Um, Then we'll talk about the bass organizations and um, what we've been doing in bass fishing and um, how you can get into that and that kind of thing. Now, competitive fishing, a lot of women think, you know, and of course, after hearing the success you ladies had, a lot of women think, you know, I don't know if I'm that competitive a person. My personal experience fishing with Karen is she's incredibly competitive. So it's something, don't be afraid to say you want to compete, right? Yeah, I mean, it isn't, you know, we can compete there right with everybody else. And it's it's a lot of fun. And I have never met anybody in doing this that has been mean or I mean, we have just had wonderful experiences with, you know, when we fish in a semifinal, we don't know the person we're going to fish with because it's a draw. So we're paired with somebody we may have never met before in our entire life. And it's everybody that I have fished with has just been wonderful. We've, I, have, I, I have never had an issue. Jeannie and I have been doing this for years. Neither one of us has ever had an issue. Amy got started this year and did really well. I don't believe she's had any problems. So we've had nothing but good experiences. And we have fished with several people from other states. It wasn't just like we just fished with Colorado people and they were great because we knew them. The people that we fished with from Wyoming and New Mexico have all been great, too. 
Well, and it's wonderful that you guys have achieved so much. It's just fantastic. And, and you know, uh, speaking of just bass fishing in general, um, we're going to have the Youth Bass Clubs at the Experts Corner, which is a new thing we're doing this year, all day tomorrow. Um, bass fishing has really come on in in Colorado. I, if you went back 10 or 15 years, trout and then walleye and bass were down the list, but they're getting right up there. We're, not only are we seeing better bass fishing in Colorado, we've got better management, better genetics, more access to good bass, both smallmouth and largemouth, but we've... Um, we're seeing more interest in it and not just the men, but like you, the ladies and that, and that's just fantastic. That's just a, a great, great thing. So tell us again, the times both today and tomorrow that people can find you. Okay. So on the casting combination casting pond, I will be at that pond all day. Um, so when the, from when the show opens till when it closes, um, we will be doing our very big competition today from two thirty to four thirty, the combo casting contest. Tomorrow we will be at I will be me, Jeannie and Amy will be at the tank at eleven thirty tomorrow. All right. We're looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be great for all of us. Sandy, uh you and the other two ladies, I think it's gonna be a wonderful time for women to stop by and maybe uh Ask those questions that sometimes they feel more comfortable just asking another lady. Uh, and we'll, we'll, all that's going on in the next couple of days, we'll get them down to ISC. I'll probably give away a couple of tickets here in a little bit so they can come see you. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, thank you very much, Terry, and have a good day. All right. I'll see you down at the show after this. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. That's Sandy Roberts, her and Clay. Uh, well-known casters, fly fishermen. They do conventional. She does bass fishing. It's just tremendous. By the way, before I, um, and we are going to give away some tickets today, by the way. Before I go to the next segment, though, I do want to mention, every year when we come to town, Karen and I love to go down to Morton's off the Wazee, off the, it's just north of the 16th Street Mall. I think it's on 17-something. Uh, and this is not paid. They, I didn't get a penny for this. I paid full price for my dinner. They just take such good care of us. And Joe and Susie down there, if you get a chance to go in and say hi to Susie's Tending Bar and Joe's the manager, if you get a chance to stop by, they just will take care of you. And it's just an incredible experience. We wish we could get down there more. Thanks, guys, for treating us so well and being so friendly. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. Outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. And by the way, Sun is down at the ISE show with some incredible show specials. Stop by and see Mark and all the guys there. In fact, I'm going to give away a couple tickets to ISE right now. You heard me talking to Sandy Roberts, and she's they're putting on a major casting competition today, and it's going to a team of a fly caster and a conventional caster against other teams. And we've got national con- contestants like Brent Chapman. And we've got youngsters on the fly fishing side down to like 10 or 11 years old. It's going to be incredible. If you text 303-713-1043, 303-713-1043, the first one to text the time of that competition today will give you two free tickets to get into ISE. Let's go right to the phones now. We're going to switch things up. Joining us from Colorado Parks and Wildlife, um, we have Cora Long, Longrig, and she's going to talk about the new uh, parks reservation system. Good morning, Cora. 
Hi, Terry. How are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, I was I almost was going to say, I'll bet camping isn't on the minds of a lot of people right now when they look outside and I see snow out the window. But, you know, that's not true. Uh, I'd say over the 20 plus years I've been doing this show and Parks has been a partner of mine that whole time that we're seeing more and more people camp in the winter. It's becoming more and more year-round. There's better clothing, better equipment, better sleeping bags, better RVs. And people in Colorado just want to get out, don't they? Yeah, that's true. Um, We definitely have more parks that are maintaining um, camping, um, maintaining their campgrounds to be open for year-round camping, where before they had much shorter seasons, and they're... um, actually having those um, campsites available on the reservation system instead of being on a first-come, first-served basis. No, you're absolutely right. And let's talk about that reservation system because it's going through some changes this year, and we want to make sure people understand that. First of all, there's going to be some fee uh, changes. We'll talk about those in a minute. But then there's also going to be several parks where it's going to be reservation only. And I think this is going to work out really well in the long run, but we want to make sure people understand. But let's start with the fees. What's, what's changing with the camping fees and the reservation fees? So the reservation fee for 2019 was eliminated. So that was a fee that we um, had charged to um, guarantee the customer for their site for their stay. Um, but for 2019 and going forward, we eliminated it. Um, and to, to kind of say, well, we're increasing our fees, but we're going to eliminate our reservation fee. So um, for our camping fees, all of our site types, our full hookups, our electricals, across the board down to our cabs and yurts, um, they did have an increase. Um, And they do vary from park to park. And within those parks, um, they will have seasonal rates. Um, So sometimes they'll have a, a, a lower rate at one park um, in June, where another park could have a higher rate in June. And this is all part of the funding allocation that's been going on through the legislature and things that we, you know, parks and wildlife both had kind of fallen behind. We needed to bring them up to date as far as revenue. But eliminating the camping fee makes it now easy to make a reservation without having to pay a fee for it. And I'm not sure how many parks, but I think it's over 20 that and and that at least are on the reservation only system. Some of them aren't, so you have to go online and check or find out. But tell us how this new one for reservation only works. So yeah, over half of our parks are now on um, what we call reservations only. So they no longer require a three day window for reservations. Um, so what that means is that um, if you wanted to go camping today, you can go to our website or you call um, Reserve America, and if there was availability, you can make that reservation and arrive at the park today. And that would apply for campsites and for cabins. You know, cabins in the wintertime are definitely something people do book. Now, um, you, you still can book the full six months ahead, though, right? Correct. And okay. today's, um, we're actually at, what, today is January 12th. That means we're booking July 12th. That's our six-month window today. Right. So if you were looking at the 4th of July, you'd want to get on there now because that will book up. That's one of those dates that would book up quickly. But the flip side of that, where people used to show up, and it would be very um, – they used to take a chance. They'd drive up and hope there'd be a campsite and pull in. There'd be you know, first-come, first-served leftover campsites. And in these parks that are on that system, that's not going to exist anymore. But on the flip side of that, now because you can make a same-day reservation even or within, you don't have to make it ahead of time, that you'll know on your way up that that space is waiting for you. That's correct. You can um, make it for um, up to one day or the maximum stay of 14 days. 
if the site is available. And that's that's fantastic. Now, one of the things I know you and I talked a little bit about this before, and you wanted to make sure you were a little concerned that people might start heading up and try to make their reservation because you could make it 10 minutes before you go into the park. But what if you're up there and you don't have service? You want people to be aware of that, right? Yeah, I mean, um, we know we're so used to having immediate um, gratification is on some things, and you know we have our cell phones, and we think we can get make that reservation right now. But we need to remember we're still in Colorado, and you know connectivity is something that we we're still working for. And you know we're hoping to get there eventually to where you know you can't be in your site and you can't book that site. But for right now, um, we just need our customers to be cognizant and be aware that you know there might be some issues. You just might have to drive a little bit further away to book that site if you can't get that connectivity at the park. Now, what, what again, how do you contact? There's both a website and a phone number. What are they, or how do you get a hold of that? Um, the, our phone number for Reserve America is going to be 1-800-244-5613, and reservations can be made through our website, which is um, cpw.state.co.us. And we always recommend to customers to always go through the individual park's homepage instead of going straight to the um, online reservations. Because since we do have that six-month window for reservations, um, we you're making reservations and you're not sure what the conditions are, right? And so the past couple of years, we've had some high fire seasons. And so it's a really good idea to go to those parks' homepages before you go to the park. And if you go there first before you make that reservation, you know where you're going. No, that's absolutely great information. Last thing I want to touch base on, um, Parks Passes, of course, um, they're available year-round. One of the things, a few years ago, um, Colorado Parks went to not a calendar annual park pass, but a park pass that was good for one year from purchase so that if you got into June and or May and you wanted to go to a park and you thought, oh, I won't use it enough the rest of the year. Well, yeah, you're going to use it till next May. So you get a full year no matter when you buy it. But you've also added a hang tag, I understand. Yes, that's new for 2019. Um, and that hang tag, um, so right now um, we have our annual affixed, which um, I'm sorry. And so all of our um, passes, our annual passes did increase as well. So our annual passes um our annual pass is 80, and our um, Aspen Leaf is 70, and our multiples um, went up by $5 on each one of those. Um, but to get back to your hang tag, um, that is a new pass for this year, and that is $120, and that's actually assigned to the person and not the vehicles, where because um, those hang tag the other passes were um, affixed to the windshield, and this hang tag is not. And so that can be used on multiple vehicles. Um, it's just the pass holder has to be in the vehicle with that hang tag. The person that's name appears on it has to be in the vehicle, but they can have multiple people in the vehicle as long as that Correct. person is there. So that allows yeah. you, if you have three or four vehicles and sometimes you take a different one to the park, well, you can just hang the tag in the one you want to take. Correct. All right. Very good. We're out of time here, Cora, but really great information. Thank you so much for joining us. And we need to mention too, that uh, Colorado Parks and Wildlife has a huge presence down at the ISC, and there's people that can answer a lot of these questions right down there, too. Yeah, there's a great team down there. They work really hard to get to get their booths ready, and, you know, they really make sure they get their stuff ready for everybody, too. So, yeah, there's a great team down there. All right. Thank you for joining us. I'm sure we'll talk to you again very soon. All right. Have a great, have a great time down there. You bet. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. And by the way, I misspoke earlier. 
We uh, the ISC show, the International Sportsman's Exposition, is open till seven tonight, not till eight. So it's ten to seven today, and ten to five tomorrow. Of course, Karen, who isn't here helping us, was listening and was quickly quickly corrected me. She keeps she keeps us online, Kyle. She she may even when she's here, we can't slip up. She sure does. Yeah, I know. It's just, just but but we got it. All right, till seven tonight. But do come down. It's just a great time. Let's go right back to the phones now. And uh, well, by the way, we got a winner on our giveaway tickets. The answer is the casting competition is two thirty today down at ISE. But we're joined now by from Parks and Wildlife by Mike Suaro. Good morning, Mike. Morning. How are you, Terry? I'm doing great. And I don't know where are you calling us from. Uh, Craig. How's the weather up there? We're getting a little snow here, and when we need it. We're kind of fogged in. We got dusted with a little bit of snow yesterday, um, but no precip coming down, but we're kind of fogged in today. Hopefully we'll get a good finish to the season. We started fairly well and get that, that snow and water that we so desperately need. But I'm not sure how much snow is there, but this time of the year starts to put some stress on our big game animals. Um, you know, they're designed for the winters here. We talk about that all the time, that, you know, people shouldn't be out trying to feed them or anything. But they do go through a lot of stress this time of the year. And they, they gather up in certain areas, and they can be easily disturbed or moved. And one of the real popular activities in Colorado is to hunt for antler sheds. And you want to kind of talk about why people need to wait on that. Sure, absolutely. So... Yeah, you're, you're hitting the nail right on the head. This time of the year, animals are in kind of that survival mode and, and uh, trying to get through the winter as as winter progresses with cold temperatures and snow depth and everything else. Those, those animals are pawing through for feed and uh, just kind of in their most vulnerable time of the year trying to get over the hump to, to make it to spring. Um, so, yeah, that's, they're very susceptible to dis- disturbance and, uh, you know, really trying to save their, their energy reserves. And, uh, yeah, one of the popular things to do as we progress through the winter and into the spring is the shed hunting stuff uh, for antlers. And sometimes that starts earlier and earlier when guys are trying to start to look at animals and find bigger bucks and bulls for, for sheds. But, uh, but yeah, we do definitely have stress on the animals this time of the year. Yeah, and, you know, and, and we want to stress that it's not illegal or you don't need a license or permit to go and hunt for antler sheds. It's just that it's restricted in a lot of areas right now. Is it restricted statewide or is it restricted just in prescribed areas? So, yeah, there, there is a restriction. and It's all the country that's west of, of I-25. Public lands west of I-25 um, from the 1st of January through the end of April, April 30th, there's a seasonal restriction on, on picking up shed antlers. And uh, that... That is to protect animals, just like we talked about in our most vulnerable time of the year. Um, it has become more and more popular, and there is value associated with, with shed antlers. So guys are definitely out interested looking. Some of the folks are just doing it for fun, you know, getting out cabin fever and, and having fun with family and stuff. But, uh, yeah, there is a seasonal restriction on timing on, on public lands west of I-25 just to kind of protect animals to get, get over the hump. You're right because this is really a critical time of the year. We're going to, we're not that far away from you know them uh, having their fawns and calves and things like that, and and uh, their energy supplies are low. I mean, they can lose. I think wasn't it like thirty percent of their body weight during the winter or something? And 
Uh, it's and they really they're built to do that. But if you start moving them around or causing disruption, maybe moving out of areas where there is natural food or just making them move, you're going to put stress on them. And I think we should talk too that it's not just antler shedding. There's other activities that can go on in these areas, and they may not be restricted. But people really need to be aware of big game is gathering there, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Just kind of being aware of of animals that are that are on the winter range usually they're in bigger groups um and and they're still hyper vigilant with hunting seasons that just kind of wrapped up especially with some of our late cow seasons that kind of just ended up the end of the last month so they're they're vigilant they're in survival mode in any activities whether it be snow machining hiking snowshoeing um you know any of that stuff can can affect animals so just be aware of of what's around and and uh try to avoid those big group of, groups of animals and kind of hit the nail right on the head. You know, they are in survival mode. They lose weight over the winter, but all those cows and, and does, um, they have fawns and calves inside of them and they're putting that energy towards, towards growing animals for next year. So that's, that's a good point too, that, you know, you stress an animal out too much. They may, they may not be able to carry that animal all the way through and get it on the ground next spring. And you can tell, I mean, when you see, first of all, if you see a group of big game, um, try to steer clear, watch it with binoculars. If you want to watch, stay away, be be stealthful and use a telescope or binoculars or a spotting scope. I mean, it is one of the most fun things to do to watch these animals. They are incredible in Colorado. But you can tell if, if they're looking to be agitated or annoyed. And if that's happening, back off and get out of there and, you know, find enough. There's lots of places to play. Yeah, absolutely. No, you can, you can watch stuff from a distance. It is neat to see these big groups of Elk, especially up in, in this country, you know, we got groups of a thousand plus animals in, in a group. So it is neat, neat to watch and neat to see what made it through the, the hunting seasons and, and be available for next year. But yeah, do it at a distance and, and give them their space, let them get through winter. And then, uh, yeah, start May 1st. That's the time when you can get out and about and, and start looking for shed antlers too. And most animals are over the hump at that, that point and starting to work back to, in that transitional range towards summer range and, and starting to pick up enough feed to to get through. So so that's kind of why we have that uh, timing restriction on stuff. And the last comment I'm going to make for you hunters that didn't have the most successful season, don't go out and look because it'll make you scratch your head and wonder, why did I not get one? There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when everything comes out of the high country and out in the sage flat, open park, low country stuff, it's uh, you see a lot of animals and you realize how much is really around when they all end up on the winter range. They sure do, and it is spectacular. Mike, thank you so much. Just good good tips and good information. Yep, not a problem. We'll catch up to you all soon. All right. Thank you, Mike. That's uh, Mike Suaro from Parks and Wildlife. We're going to switch things up here on our next segment and get back to the ISE show, and there's some very, um, very interesting people appearing at ISE this year, and we're going to have one of us, one of them joining us in the next segment and it's a really great story I think you want to hear right here on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan. We are talking a lot of the ISE show here. And joining us from ISE, from A&A Toppers, uh, we have uh, Darren Lindsay. Good morning, Darren. Good morning, Terry. How are you doing this morning? You know, I'm doing great. And I don't know if you were listening, but I was just talking about the great 
setup you guys have down there, showing your accessories and all the deals you have going on at the show. So there's lots of reasons to stop at A&A. We talk about you guys all the time. You've been partners for, gosh, you and I were talking. It's What's it been, 15, 20 years you've been a partner to this show? It's been, been a long, long time and a very valued one, too, because you guys have really stepped up and embraced the outdoor culture. And many of the people you hear on the show, you work with in the outdoors, you sponsor outdoor events. Um, you guys have really been a true partner to this show. And along those lines, you've brought somebody special into the International Sportsman's Exposition that really can be an inspiration to other people. She's a, she's a, um, she's a spokesman and, a, and for Lear Toppers. Tell us about who she is, and I want you to introduce her. You bet. You bet, Terry. No, you're right. We've been a true value uh, to the outdoors as the outdoors has been to us with all of your customers. It's been great to partner with our customers and meeting somebody like we met, Kirsty Ennis, an ex-United States Marine that had an unfortunate accident out in Afghanistan. We actually ran into her randomly out at Bandemir Speedway. She came up to us. Uh, We met her again at SEMA, and we were able to put together a special appearance by uh, by Kirsty to come down from her mountain dwelling up there in the Aspen area and wanted to come down and meet people here at the show and introduce herself and who she's about and, and what she's been able to accomplish after that uh, accident. So I'd like everybody to meet Kirsty Ennis, and I'd like her to speak a little bit about why she thinks she likes the Colorado truck accessories, especially from, uh, from Lear and some of the other things that she's done. So, Kirsty, I'd like to let you speak a little about what you got going on. Good morning, Christy. Yeah, Christy. good morning. You know, Thanks you know, for be- having me, guys. Be- before you start, um, and I'll, I'll let you talk for a while here, but um, one of the things I've always been evangelistic in my life is getting people outdoors and doing things and being active. And, you know, so many of us that aren't challenged, you had a, you know, you're you're just such an inspiration because so many of us that aren't challenged find reasons not to do the things we think we dream about or want to do. But in my course of doing television and magazines over almost four decades in the outdoors, I've met many people that have inspired me because they've overcome so much. And I can't think of anybody more than you. Describe a little bit about what happened to you and then what was your 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 um, impetus for wanting to overcome that? Yeah, so I served six years in the United States Marine Corps as a helicopter door gunner and airframes mechanic. And on my last deployment to Afghanistan, my helicopter went down. And as a result of the crash, I lost my left leg quite high, sustained some pretty severe damage to my spine, uh, traumatic brain injury, damage to my eyes, my ears, my arms. Um, so I had quite the long road to recovery. And honestly, you know, medicine didn't work for me. Sitting in four walls of a hospital didn't work for me. Uh, but the outdoors is, is really what saved me. Um, it exposed me to the things that I fell in love with, like snowboarding. Um, and being originally from Florida, I knew nothing about, you know, the mountains or snow. But it exposed me to everything else that actually, you know, truly gave me purpose again. And um, that's my big purpose in life now is, is really just trying to get more men, women, and kids uh, with or without adversity outside and using more of their potential. Well, and Lear's really um, understood what you were trying to do, and they've come on as a sponsor. Tell us what you're doing in, in conjunction with them and how much they are giving back because of this. Absolutely. Um, so for the last couple of years, I've been climbing the highest peaks in the world, so the highest mountain on each of the seven continents called the Seven Summits. And behind each mountain, I have been raising money for different nonprofits. 
And to legitimize what I was doing, I established the Kirstianus Foundation, which financially supports deserving nonprofits, but also provides education, opportunity, and healing in the outdoors. And when Lear approached me to come on board as a brand ambassador and and really be involved more, not only in my life, but my nonprofit, um, you know, it, it just made me super proud to, to represent Lear and to be a part of everything that they were doing. Uh, it sounds just fantastic. And I know we're hearing some noise in the background because you're at the show already, but this is such an important story. Kirsty, um, what you're going to be in the ANA Toppers booth today from what time? Yeah, I'm going to be at booth LB354 up until 1 o'clock today. Might stick around until 2. We'll see. All right. Well, you know, I got to meet you, and you're so personable, and you just bubble with enthusiasm. And um, and I've got to come right back to it. I said the, the number one thing you bring is inspiration. Now, you went through some of the injuries you had and some of the challenges you faced. Tell people what some of your upcoming activities are as far as climbing these peaks. Yeah, um, well, some of the biggest ones, I actually leave on Tuesday to climb the highest peak in South America uh, called Aconcagua, where I'll actually be bringing another Army uh, combat veteran to join me. And then later on in the spring, I'll be, um, God willing, I will be the first above me or female above any amputee to climb Everest and hopefully the first amputee to ever snowboard it. <laughs> well, now you... Uh... Not only you inspire me, but you shame me a little bit because I don't have any of those injuries and I can't do any of those things. So that's truly, truly an accomplishment. Darren, are you still there? No, I'm here. I'm here. I was just about to interrupt. I couldn't agree with you more, Carrie. Well, you know, she's I'm... accomplished so much, and she's so great to meet and talk to. It's it's been it's been awesome to uh, to get to know her. I want to make sure she talks about her foundation, Kirsty. Make sure you talk about the foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, quite frankly, I've just been an adaptive extreme um, athlete, and mainly uh, just to raise awareness and fundraise for the Kirstianus Foundation. And the Kirstianus Foundation was really established just so that we can give back to the deserving nonprofits that are truly dedicated and committed, A, to their mission statements, but more importantly, just to improving the quality of life of people. Um, we are heavily involved with any sort of outdoor or veteran community um, or nonprofit, and we really do. We, we urge everybody to, to reach out, go online. Um, if you're a nonprofit, apply for one of our grants. Or if you're an individual, reach out to us and we'll get you involved in one of the clinics or one of the trips that we have coming up. You know, Darren, one other thing I want to make sure we mention is that you and I have talked over the years how Lear has really understood the value of the outdoor community and how they've come up with not only products but support for the outdoor community and product for the outdoor community and for them to bring uh Kirsty on and help fund this foundation and to be a you know for her to be an ambassador for them i think it shows their commitment to the inspiration she brings to everybody and it's it's kudos to doing business with companies like that too darren you are at they're a major partner of of ANA toppers in our in our community and uh, it's it's great to have them, you know, give a little back and target target a community that's so special to us, Terry. That's what we talk about all the time is, you know, we want to go out, we, we work hard so that we can play hard. And there's not a better state in the country that I think to, to be able to do that in. So it's great to have Lear on board. It's great to have Kirsty with Lear. And she's going to be doing this all over the uh, all over the country. But she's based here in Colorado. So let's try to get as many of those Colorado people outdoors as we can. Now, Kirsty, you're going to be at the IC show, you said, till at least 1 o'clock today. Is that right? 
Yep, correct. And if people, for some reason, I don't know why they wouldn't come down with you and I both being there. I mean, it just baffles <laughs> me. But but um, but but um, if they can't get down, are there websites and things they can find out more about you? Yeah, absolutely. To either support the nonprofit or even just to follow along on some of my climbs, feel free to um, to check us out at the at KirstianusFoundation.com. Or we're also on Instagram and Facebook at the Kirstianis Foundation or even my personal pages, just my name, Kirstianis. Now, I would, Darren, challenge you that A&A needs to put some links up on your social media. Yeah, you heard me talk about that. No, we finally embrace that. We're a, we're a little bit of an old school foundation of friends with our with our network. We have so many people that we love to shake hands with, but we also do realize there's a new generation out there of of people that, that don't know what a yellow pages is, Terry. So we're going to embrace that and uh, move on forward and hopefully be around for a long time here for the Colorado outdoor community. Well, and at least your website too. So make sure that before ISE is over, you get at least a link to Kirsty's stuff because such an inspiration, Darren. And yeah, Darren, she's awesome. Darren, thank you guys and ANA for having her there so that people, you know, as I sit in my booth by the aquarium tank and watch people walk by, I see people of all ilks and all athletic abilities and all disabilities and challenged. And to have somebody, you know, that wants to get back into the outdoors, to be able to come and meet somebody like Kirsty and 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 realize that they can do this too. I, I shared a story with Kirsty uh, yesterday about a gentleman that was on one of my early TV shows that was missing an arm and he had given up everything in the outdoors. He was helping a friend open a cabin and there was a piece of PVC pipe laying on the ground that he thought a rod handle would fit in. He took it home, cut it, taped it to his prosthesis arm and learned to he cast with his right hand. Then he'd stick the rod in there, a spinning rod and reel. And I took him out and watched him catch huge bass. Um, so people, Ooh. people, you know, Kirsty, to inspire these people, they may not go climb Mount Everest, but if you can get them to understand that they don't have to give up, they can get out and have a full life is, is so kudos to you. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Darren, thank you, you guys. You we'll, we'll see you down there. And by the way, I don't know if you were listening. I uh, did a spot for you early. You guys have incredible sales going on down at the show, too. These are specials, Terry, we haven't had in years. We absolutely do have some great specials, not only on our Lear toppers, but some of the other brands and all of our accessories. We're right down the hallway from you. Come down and see us, and I'd uh, love to see everybody here and come down and meet Kirsty. All right. Thank you, Darren. Thank you, Kirsty. I will see you guys down at the show in just a bit. See you in a bit. All right. Thank you so very, very much, uh, Kirsty. Is just what, what great people. I mean, just a tremendous, tremendous, uh, tremendous thing going on down there. And that's why ISC is such a great place. You know, there's, there is something for everybody at ISC. There is, um, you know, we talked about the demo tanks and the hunting seminars and our new, our new, uh, experts corner where you can sit and talk to a lot of the people you hear right here on this show there's just so much going on down there it's just so incredible um come down and see us you know one of the things i love best i do this show i used to do about 40 personal appearance days a year and right now i still do the radio karen and i still travel we still do a little bit of filming of course our our television shows are on youtube you should follow terry wickstrom outdoors on facebook you'll know what's going on coming up at the show who we're going to have on where we're at we give updated fishing reports we try to give current information when we add a new video to our youtube channel we post it there but this is special at ISE for me the 
people that come up and say, boy, we used to watch you on TV. We've read your articles in the Denver Post. Um, we just love the radio show. It means so much for me to connect personally with you people. I love that. Please come up and say hi. And you know what? If there's something about this show you'd like different, like could you cover more of this or could you get this guy on or could you shut up and let the other guys talk? You know, whatever it is, tell it to me because we want this show to be your conduit to the outdoors. You're listening to Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 104.3 The Fan.